0: You, you. shofar piece is so beautiful. It just clears the air. Well, Heavenly Father, we we'll give you thanks for this beautiful day. I give you thanks for each one that you've brought here to be part of this broadcast today. Father, it goes without saying they understand the depth and the responsibility of reading your word, even to the masses, Lord. Lord, I pray that your word goes forward in its infallible nature, Lord, that, uh, that we're able to remove our flesh this day and concentrate on the glory of your word. And Father, we look at your church and your church is imperfect. And Father, this chapter is very important because it talks about obedience and it talks about uh, resolution of disagreements in church. And Father, this is a topic that comes up and it's hotly contested even today between different denominations, different interpretations of gifts and things like that, Lord. But you did not leave these questions unanswered. You've given us complete resolve to all of these things if we'll just search you out. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for the remission of our sins yesterday today and the days ahead but father you've made a way for us to get into heaven and you've not left us on earth without the comforter who is fully god and we say thank you holy spirit for indwelling in us lord we give your holy spirit permission to do the father's work through us this day and father If we say anything that is not of you, may it fall off of the ears of those who hear this message today. And Father, we do pray for each and every single person that uh, hears the sound of my voice today. Lord, that their legs be strengthened, that their house be protected, that they be encouraged by the boldness of your word. Lord, your word is not for the timid. It is not a fearful thing. It is mighty. It is powerful. And it is above all things because the word of God is alive. And it's alive because Jesus is the word and he is the way and the truth and the life. And so, Father, we ask that you uh, continue to heal those in the audience and those of us that are uh, struggling with ailments. Father. That everyone will be strengthened for this time ahead, Lord, and our faith will grow in you. Because, Lord, it is my opinion that faith is needed as much now as it was back then, and maybe even more in the future. We pray for your discernment and the gifts of your spirit, the fruits of your spirit to manifest in our lives, so we may walk supernaturally and bring many into the kingdom. In the name of Yeshua, my Lord and Christ, amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm so glad you are here today. You are in for a very good treat, of course. Uh, we've got a panel today because this is a great chapter and it deserved some extra ones, and there's someone making their right on radio debut this morning, at least on a Sunday show. And that is none other than the wonderful, the talented, and the beautiful Christy Tasker. Christy, hi, Jeff. To good morning.
2: Thank you very much. I'm very honored to be here on Sunday morning to read the word with you and hopefully just have a little discussion and uh, really learn more myself.
0: Well, the uh, the greatest lesson is for the teacher. And uh, I think you're gonna experience something very, very special today. And of course, in fact, I know you're gonna experience something special today, Christy, because we are joined by none other than Cisco Wheeler.
3: Hello, hello, hello. What a beautiful day. Even though it's it, stormy here.
0: Oh, wow. We've got a perfect day outside of sunshine and just beautifulness.
2: It was stormy here over the weekend, Cisco. It was such a mess. There yeah. uh, we had quite a little typhoon coming through here in South Florida
0: with flash flooding I saw yes. as well.
2: Not as bad as they I have not seen anything as bad as the news was proclaiming. So I'm not saying that it didn't exist. Um I would just say that I did not personally see it.
3: Well, it's moving in and it's it's kind of dusty here. It's I'm it's a hard to see because it feels like uh you know, like the sun's gone down and uh it's hard to see.
0: Well, we will see clearly as we read the scriptures yeah, and one of one of the things I want to uh mention about this particular chapter is, uh, I want to tie it in because Eric uh, did such a beautiful job on the Saturday night sermon, and uh, uh, Eric was really bold. He laid it down, and uh, and I think we're going to see an extension of that uh, into this chapter, and there's no coincidences in God and it's no coincidence. And by the way, I didn't ask, uh, you know, I never asked what they're going to preach on in advance. Uh, it's just how the spirit works. And, uh, Eric set this chapter up, uh, in many, many ways. And, uh, so if you didn't get a chance to hit the Saturday night sermon, wow, he, t- he t- t- tackles some really tough issues just as we're going to today. And, uh, And he was so bold uh, to even say that uh, if you're in one of these churches, get out. And I happen to agree with him. Uh, But I'll let you discover what he was talking about. Uh, And furthermore, I want to thank everyone for being on the Sing and Poor Prayer celebration last night. It was powerful as always. And, And I want to particularly thank you know there was there was actually a lot of prayer for me last night and i never asked for it but man i'm thankful for it and they also prayed for cisco and for christy uh among many many others uh but you guys were also focus of the prayers and chris wilson uh who we can't forget he's he's definitely on the prayer list uh every saturday so uh what a wonderful thing So, when I just did, before we get into the reading of this chapter, I want to say that we do have disputes in the church. Uh, There always has been. And what I want to say, even before getting into the text of this, we all have different forms of worship, but the Word of God reigns supreme. And There are different things that we will argue about. And honestly, I think that only hurts the extension of the kingdom. We don't need to argue about these things as long as it's not one of the pillars of our faith. And, you know, if someone's arguing in direct contradiction to the word of God, uh, diplomacy is not the way. Diplomacy causes confusion confusion is not from the lord so we see boldness here and i want to be clear on that uh you know for instance in our chats and stuff like that we don't need to argue the small stuff just accept someone else's opinion look i raise my hands when i worship you don't okay Mm -hmm. we don't need to argue about that should you wear a three-piece suit to church? Maybe. Should you wear a hat? Yeah, maybe if you're a woman. I don't know. But those things aren't salvation issues. It's the salvation that is the most important thing because you're talking about someone's eternal destiny. And we do not, as the body of Christ and disciples of Christ, want to sow division. What say you, Cisco, before we read?
3: No, we don't want to sow division. Uh, I was thinking, somebody's trying to call in. I need to turn my phone off. I'm sorry. Um, When I think of the, the love of God, I think of faith and hope and peace and that's the character of Christ that we walk in love we walk in faith we walk in hope and that's the message that we need to give to the family of God is faith and hope yeah and if you break someone down and you tear them down and it's the work of man then we're getting in God's way when God is working in the hearts of man it has to be it has to be his work it has to be the holy spirit's work not our work we have a responsibility to bring the word to sow the seeds of truth but it's up to the holy spirit to to let that seed grow and mature I look back over my life, even as a young child. Serving God isn't something you just, you're not a master at that art. You know, we grow, we, we're toddlers, then we walk or we crawl. And then we walk, then we stand on the word. So we need to be very sensitive, I think, Jeff and Chris, to others. Mm -hmm. Very sensitive. You know, some some people, Jeff, say that we cannot judge others, but that's not a true statement because the word God says we're to judge all things according to His Word, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to judge all things but it's a spirit in which we judge it. Mm. What is the difference? It's like if you correct your child harshly when you're disciplining disciplining that child, you're going to have a an angry child. But if you humbly come before that child in love, mercy, grace, that child will accept that that correction and he'll receive it with a heart of, of rejoicing because a child generally wants to be a good child. I believe children are good. I believe if you temper them with love, mercy, they want to be obedient. They really do. I don't know if that helps.
0: Yeah, everyone wants to be loved at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess one of the things is, oh, Christy disappeared. Uh, she was having some computer issues uh, before we started. So uh, hopefully she'll be back on in a moment. Uh, but yeah, everyone wants to be loved. However, we cannot let people go against the word of God. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we touched on last week that's so important to me is, uh, and, and I don't come against the people. I come against the message, Cisco
1: yeah
0: uh, but you know there's that word of faith movement um yeah. that is still very popular and that diminishes someone because oh god doesn't love me because my faith isn't big enough that's a works theology and we're going to uh, we're going to understand the works theology better in this chapter uh there no. is nothing you can do to justify yourself no. and we're going to make that a very Clear point. Yes, uh, Jesus often said it's your faith has healed you, uh, but it doesn't mean that you have to be super Christian uh, with super faith to be healed.
3: Right. Well, you know, I was I've spent the week meditating on this chapter and about two o'clock this morning, the Lord woke me up. And the Lord spoke this to me. Faith is an attribute of god faith it is god's absolute confidence and conviction in his own being in his own word and i have been pondering that the attributes of god he had to believe in himself Remember the scripture said that the world was created out of the spam of his hand, with, and the spam of a man's hand is nine inches. And I've been meditating on that, and I'm going, he created the whole world, the the whole world, the universe, all things were created from that handful of faith, nine inches of faith. And, you know, when you study Acts, 15, all I can see in my mind is the ages were planned by faith. Yes. The ages of time were planned by faith through the word of God. And all things were brought into existence that were not there by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I think the whole book of Acts is a book of faith. And not only... Not only did God have faith... Boy, I tell you, I don't know how to use this new phone. Uh, I'm so sorry, Jeff. I don't know how to use this new phone yet. It's so complicated to, for me. But... <laughs> um, uh, not only did God have faith, but Christ had faith also. Have you thought of that? Well, yeah. In himself. I, in in the whole world, he believed that he could do what he said he was going to do when he created all things by faith. So we God is our example, and then Christ had faith. The scripture tells us that Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. In Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And remember, faith always brings hope and love with it. And that's the whole foundation of Acts. Well, By it faith.
0: is. Well, it's the building of the faith, it's the building of the church. And
3: absolutely.
0: And, and yes, I, think I, also, I think it's also important to mention that you know faith is a gift from God. Yes. However, it's also a choice. And how much better is our life, my life, I'll speak for myself, when I just choose to believe the word of God and to believe in its accuracy. You know, there's lots of people who will say, well, it's been changed by this. And they said, okay, man has probably attempted that. But God created the heavens and the earth. He can keep a book together, (laughs) you know, and there's never been a book like this before let's bring Christy in Christy what do you think about disagreements and faith before we get into the reading of the word oh I can't I can't hear you Christy
2: can you hear me now yes okay okay so I believe that uh, faith definitely overcomes fear and I believe fear is the devil's greatest weapon against the God's people. And whenever he wants to do anything he can to get rid of our faith, he doesn't want us to, to believe in him. And when I say him, I mean, Satan does not want us to believe in God, our father, because the minute we don't believe in God, our father, we have no faith. And what is most shocking is the amount of Christians that claim that they have faith, but yet that they do the things of the world and they are suddenly overcome by fear. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to do something to get, you know, to get people to understand that they are just buying into fear. And, you know, whether that whether it's the small things that you're talking about, just Francisco, I apologize, I missed some of it. I had an internet connection issue, but you know what? It's not stopping me. You know, I'm not, I'm not fearful. I don't may not know the Bible backwards, forwards. I may not remember every single verse, but I know what it says Um, and knowing exactly what the word of God says. We are supposed to, as Cisco said, love and love each other, um, because that is also, you know, God's greatest weapon against the devil for us, because he can't stand when we love, love people, even though they're trying to come against us.
0: You know, I, I'm really glad you said something about I know the word of God, and I don't necessarily uh, quote, and and obviously it's good to memorize scripture. It's good mm-hmm. to, uh, to know scripture thoroughly. However, uh, I will draw a parallel. People in the system uh, that is opposing God uh, have mastered the word. They memorize it. They use it. They use it trying to go against God. But yet there's other types of people who just have the word of God in their heart. Is this, Mm -hmm. is it possible for you to turn it off?
3: Yeah. I'm going to turn it all the way down. Okay. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I apologize.
0: That's all right. Well let's get into the reading of the word because this is quite a great chapter.
3: before Before we do that, Jeff, when we were talking about faith well, for him sakes. this a one yeah. lady. To be
1: good.
3: I don't get it. I can't even turn off my Call phone.
1: From.
3: If that's not an attack, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yes, and Cisco, I, I feel right there with you because, I mean, I've never had so much problems with my internet when, when Jeff and I have gone to record. We have problems every now
3: and again, but
2: not like this.
3: Five phone calls in five minutes? <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, by the way, I'm just looking at the chat and uh, and DKNY is saying you should raise up your computer a little bit, Christy.
2: Oh, I'm trying to DKNY. I'm actually trying to get all my computer. I'm doing the best that I can today. I apologize because um, I've got uh, to be able to, to read the word. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not me today. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to trying to get on, but I do appreciate, I do appreciate you looking out for me, sister. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. I might have three double chins, but it's okay. God's not worried about that. <laughs>
3: Well, I turned the phone off and it rang. Now you tell me
2: how that happened. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> the
3: oh, yeah. first, Listen, sister, about- we might have to
2: unplug. We might both have to unplug. You might have to unplug <laughs> your phone and I, and I might have to have just a bad vi- video today. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to go and get my Bible and that way I can put my phone up <laughs> and um find what I'm doing so Jeff we're just a mess today but we're not really (laughs) Satan's just trying to make it that
3: (laughs) we were talking about faith and when you're laying a foundation in a child's heart I remember some of the things my mother taught me as a small child who was I having faith in see the world doesn't it does not comprehend faith nor who Christ is. As a child, my mother taught me that we had to have faith in God, in Christ the Messiah. We had to have faith in the Holy Spirit, in the Word of God, in the atonement, and in the gospel truths. Have faith in God and look to Him for needed. Daily needs as a child. If I fell, and skinned my knee, I prayed. If I ate at the dinner table, I prayed over my, I had prayed grace over my food. Before I went to school, my mama prayed with me. Before I went to bed, my mother prayed for me, prayed with me. Because I had to learn who God was. How can you serve something if you don't know who they are? if you cannot give them a title that is the inheritance of who God is is who he is and what he is. And if you don't have that knowing within the deepest recesses of your heart you go astray. You have no foundation. And I think that's really important because Mm -hmm. when you read uh, Acts 15 They knew who they were in Christ because they had been in the upper room and they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they walked with that assurance of who they were in Christ Jesus. And that is so deep. Who are we? What is our identity? Who are we in Christ? What is our legal birthright?
0: Well, the devil's been trying to hide that from us for a long, long time. because. When we realize who we are in Christ, there is nothing uh, that will make us fearful, there is nothing that will get in our way, and there's nothing that cannot be done through the power of Christ. So let's get into the Word, because it's a big chapter, and we better get on it, because there's some great uh, lessons in here. So we apologize, we've taken a little bit longer to get into the Word of God, but we uh, I hope that uh, we've said something of value up to this point. Uh, so, Christy, I'm going to read the first half, and then I'll give you the uh, last uh, from verse 22. But I'll start in uh, chapter 15, verse one. Some men came down from Jade from Ju- <laughs> Let me start that again. Uh, some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had a heated argument and debate with them, the brothers determined that Paul and Barnabas and some others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders concerning this issue. Therefore, after being sent on their way by the church, They were passing through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversation of the Gentiles, and they were bringing great joy to all the brothers and sisters. When they arrived in Jerusalem, they were received by the church, the apostles, and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees, who had believed stood up and saying, it is necessary to circumcise them to direct them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders came together to look into this matter, and after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you that by my mouth, the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, testified to them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Since this is the case, why are you putting God to the test? By placing the neck of the disciples with a yoke, which is neither our forefathers nor we have been able to bear. But we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way they are also. All the people kept silent and they were listening to Barnabas and Paul as they were relating the things, the signs and the wonders that God had done through them among the Gentiles. And after they'd stopped speaking, James responded, saying, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has described how God first concerned himself about taking a people for his name from among the Gentiles. The words of the prophets agree with this, just as it is written. After these things, I will return. I will rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. Therefore, it is my judgment that we do not cause trouble for those from the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them, that they abstain from the things contaminated by idols, from acts of sexual immortality, immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from the blood. For the ancient generations Moses has those who preach him in every city since he is read in the synagogues every Sabbath.
2: You ready for me to pick up, Jeff? 22. Okay. So then please the disciples and the elders with the whole church to send the chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, saying, Judeus surnamed um, Barsabas and Silas, Silas, chief men among them, brethren. And they wrote letters by them after the manner. the apostles and the elders and the brethren getting greeting until the brethren, which are the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Silica for so much we have heard in certain, which we went out from here, you that from us that troubled are you with words subverted to your souls saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we have given so much commandment. It seems, to be good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have been hazardous to their lives for the name of the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemed good to be the Holy Ghost, and to us lay upon your no greater burden than these unnecessary things. You shall abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from all things strangled and from fornication from which you keep of yourselves. You should do, you shall do well, fare you well. And when these were dismissed, they came into Antioch. And when they had gathered to the multitude to gather, they delivered the they delivered the ep, ep, epistle, I'm assuming Um I could be pronouncing that incorrectly, which they did with it, which they had to read. they rejoiced for their consolation, and Judas and Silas, being prophets, also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words and conformed them. and after they had tarried their space, they were they let go in a peace that the brethren unto the apostles, notwithstanding is pleased Silas to abide, there is also still Paul also. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Is that where we're stopping, Jeff? At thirty-five?
0: Nope, nope. You gotta go to the end of the chapter.
2: Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, the reason I was asking is because I have a header that so I wasn't sure if we were stopping at that story. Um, and and some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, "Let's go again and visit the brethren in every city, whereas we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do." And Barnabas determined that they take with them John, whose surname was Mark, but Paul thought not good to take it, take him with them. Who departed from them in Thymia, um, and went to, nor with them to work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed un, asunder, from one to the other. And so Barnabas took Paul and sailed unto Cyprus and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went into Syria and Silica, then forming the churches
0: there is a lot of instruction in this chapter for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. And this is this is specific to us, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and swirls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's start out right at the beginning. There's so much to unpack here. Um, so they they came down from Judea and they began teaching the brothers. And um, the brothers said, "Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved." <clears throat> and that sparked a heated debate with them, and so they determined that uh, they needed to send Paul and Barnabas back to the church for counsel in this matter, Uh, which, by the way, I think is a good thing, Uh, you know, if there is a stark disagreement, and the church is really trying to figure these things out. I think both sides are very sincere in this uh, particular debate. Um. so they went on their way and uh, you know they go back through uh, Phoenicia and Samaria describing in detail the Gentiles bringing great joy to the brothers and sisters you got to remember the Gentiles they're getting this for the very first time you know what do you mean the Jewish Messiah accepts us those who are dirty and have not kept the laws Cisco
3: yes They must have. uh, I think we have to go back to faith again. Because without faith, they would not have been able to acknowledge that Christ the Messiah was their Redeemer. Faith had to arise in their hearts. But even though faith had arisen in their heart, they were still so stooped in paganism that it had to have been extremely confusing for them. They didn't understand the language of the word or of the Torah. They they did not know what the laws were because they had not been taught in the laws. There were very few Gentiles that had gone into the temple and said under or learned of the laws of Moses.
0: Well, and it's it's not only like and when we think of the laws of Moses, um, you know, the Ten Commandments, for sure. instance, uh, but there's much more than that. There's 613 laws that no one can keep, you know? Uh, Who's going to remember them all? Yeah. (laughs) Although Christy has, uh, in preparation for this, has memorized them.
2: So, Christy, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to learn, Jeff.
0: (laughs) but you know but it, what's interesting is it was a heated argument because mm-hmm. and and I go back to Paul and I just love Paul and, and Barnabas as well obviously um but Paul this guy is a bit of a hothead he's not going to back down he knows that you know he's seen the holy spirit come to the gentiles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's like don't tell me <laughs> i've seen this mm-hmm. but yet, he's humble enough to accept being sent back because there is a godly government and that's why God appoints elders in a church and there's apostles. And so they've agreed, uh, even though Paul thinks they're wrong, (laughs) you know, all right, I'll go back and we're going to find out what uh, the elders say.
3: He was a teacher of the word
0: oh, you know, I, I don't think there, mm-hmm. other than Jesus, I don't think there's a better one than, uh, yeah. than Paul. <laughs> you Read Romans. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, what's always way.
2: really interesting is people think that Paul and Jesus, they were, you know, they were, like, they didn't confront confrontation. That's what's most surprising to me, you know, when the Bible is full of confrontation and how they dealt with it.
0: Jesus turning the tables over is probably the most famous mm-hmm. example. If you mm-hmm. And by the way, that wasn't uh, a bad day for Jesus. That was, you know, righteous anger. Mm-hmm. You know? It's Make cool. my uh, father's house a, then, a den of thieves.
3: My grandmother used to say, if you don't watch your step there, Earl, there will be righteous indignation in this house. Straighten yourself up.
1: <laughs> oh. go,
3: yes. Georgia, yeah. But you know what? Just to throw that in, he didn't serve the Lord for many, many years. But just prior, oh, six months before he passed away, the Lord became real to him. So all that, all those years of. <laughs> Not in
2: this he house, make it
3: though. so much easier so much easier on himself right Cisco? Yeah. not in this house Earl not in
0: this house <laughs> alright so when they arrived in Jerusalem they were, were received by the church the apostles and the elders and all had reported that God had done with them but some of the sect of Pharisees who had believed stood up saying it is necessary to circumcise them to direct them to keep the law of Moses so You know, we always kind of paint the Pharisees as bad guys, but you got to remember, Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees, but these Pharisees actually believe they are converted. These Pharisees are saved, but the Pharisees have always kept the law. They've studied the scriptures Mm -hmm. and, you know, and now they're thinking, hey, this isn't fair we've had to do all this and now these, you know, the unclean guys out here, they just say yes, Jesus, and they come into the club, you know, so these guys are offended, essentially.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, they were definitely put in that place of rightfully dividing the Torah and the laws. They had to rightfully divide them because the foundation was being laid for the Gentile. And this was a very critical time in biblical history for God's truth to rise. You know, this is a a new covenant. Uh, The covenant is so powerful in itself because we have the blood covenant of Calvary. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and if even go
3: back... Perfect. Even
0: go back to the very first uh, sermon that Peter preached in the book of Acts, he goes through the history and basically addresses, no, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Of the law.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, but it doesn't mean there isn't rules, and that's what they, no. they kind of get into here, uh, but they don't want to overwhelm uh Right. The new Gentiles, because let's face it, uh, that would be overwhelming. Who wants to be in that club with 613 rules? Right? You know. Oh, and, and by the way, you're saying, okay, so you know, I'm I'm in my 50s. I just come to God, and you want me to take a knife to my penis? Uh Sorry, you know. That, <laughs> um, if like, does God have a sense of humor? You know, it's like. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I don't want to be. I'm just being bold because that's what they're talking about here.
2: I didn't that's, think of it that way, Jeff.
0: That's <laughs> circumcision. That's what they're talking about. Yeah.
2: No, I you know, I know, I know at, but you're I wasn't thinking from surgery right now, folks. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about you know the age that they were. You know, this is not babies as we think of them, right? Well, it's, and,
0: and if you've ever had an adult friend, which I have, go through this procedure, it is. Uh, it is not pleasant.
2: No. <laughs> I've, I've heard about this in detail.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> From under, an the older, law, person. under the law, it was the circumcision of the flesh, but under grace, it was the circumcision of the spirit. Of the heart, yeah. yes. Of the heart. Because remember, yeah. in the holies of holies, the, the bread represented the bread of life. So God was bringing to the children, of Israel and to the Gentile, the bread of life. Amen. Circumcision of the heart. That's a spiritual oh. work.
0: <laughs>
3: that Only God could do.
0: That only, and, and it, only God can do.
3: But I think also Paul had to, within his own ministry, I think that Paul had to come to a quiet place in the Lord where he could trust the Lord to bring the word of God to the Gentile because he I think he recognized this the work of God, an only God. And he had to stand back and he with a gentle spirit, even though he he, he meant what he said, but he had to I think he had to wait on the Lord. But well and
0: God he, ensured he that with him. the shipwrecks, you know, with uh, being thrown in solitary confinement. God, God made private arrangements for Paul to have some time alone.
3: <laughs> right, right. I mean, how many times in our own life things happen and we'll get flustered, and all of a sudden you have to go wait a minute. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not upon your own understanding. God is in the middle of the storm. Yes, He is. Be still and know that I am God. It's a learning. And remember the upper room, the experience in the upper room hadn't been that many months prior to uh, Acts 15. They were just beginning to understand the working of the Holy Spirit. It was new to them.
0: Yeah, th- this is under a year, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact amount of months. I, the Bible really doesn't specify it, but it, it seems like it's under a year at this point.
3: Because, you know, there's a difference between head knowledge and spiritual knowledge, soul knowledge. Absolutely. And I think Paul had to be still and let God be God. And he waited for the Holy Spirit to to lead him into truth and to give him the right words to say, not only to the Pharisees, but to the Gentile, because like you said, uh, Jeff and Chris, they knew not the ways of God. Not under the law or under grace,
0: but Paul recognizes what's right here, and him and right. Barnabas go back and they subject themselves right. to the elders, and
1: right.
0: and there's a couple interesting things that happen here because you know Peter was the very first one uh, with Cornelius uh, to bring the gent a Gentile and have to see them filled with the Holy Spirit,
1: and mm-hmm.
0: so. Peter stands up and talks about it here. And and there's a a couple interesting things. So he says, God made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts Mm -hmm. by faith, going back Mm -hmm. to where you were opening up with uh, again. So then Peter says, so in this case, why are you putting God to Mm -hmm. the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke, which neither our forefathers or we have been able to bear. So you got to remember what a yoke is. A yoke is like a, what they would put around, you know, an oxen that would plow the garden. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that would be chafing of the skin and things like that. But they're saying this yoke is so heavy. We could never be effective in getting the word of God out as instructed. You know, Jesus said, do, do you, do you love me, Peter? Go feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. Right so we're called to go feed his sheep and but they're but they're you know the pharisees are trying to put this yoke upon them to hold them back and so this is a really contentious issue at the time and it really describes that it is but in verse 11 but we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they are And all the people kept silent. They were listening to Barnabas and Paul as they were relating the signs and wonders that God had done uh, through them among them with the Gentiles. Then it comes to verse 13 and James's judgment. And this is interesting to me because it kind of seems so far up to this point in the book of Acts that Peter is the guy in charge. But Peter's spoken and now James gets up and James is the one to give his judgment. And for those of you who don't don't know James, uh, this is James, Jesus' Mm half-brother. So James is actually the first, the highest elder in the church at this point in time. And he does something smart here uh, where... You know, Peter stood up, it says, a couple of verses earlier, because James is speaking more to the Pharisees here, the Pharisees that believe, he uses Peter's Hebrew name of Simeon, Simon Peter. And Simeon has described how God first concerned himself about taking a people for his name from among the Gentiles. The words of the prophets agree with this, just as written and then he talks about after these things i will return and i and i believe this is from the book of amos and i will re- rebuild the fallen tabernacle of david yes. and i will rebuild its ruins and i will restore it so the rest of mankind may seek the lord the rest of mankind mm-hmm. that means everybody uh, and, and the Gentiles who are called My name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. So, what does He mean when He says, "After these things, I will return, and I will build the rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David"?
2: Restoration. He'll restore what restore and rebuild what's what's here, what's there. And in in the King James Version, Jeff says, not only does it say, but verse 17 in the King James says residue, like that the residue of men might seek after the Lord. So, I mean, residue is like so small, you know, like, so it's saying like even the smallest, you know, if we think of residue
0: as almost nothing, right? Jesus was all inclusive.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: to put it in today's modern mm-hmm. vernacular. But yeah. you know, what I what I think, and this is a question, um, but what I really believe is, so after these things, I will return and I will rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. I think he's talking about the bloodline here, Cisco.
3: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The seed of David. The seed of David will never be empty. It'll always have the righteous seed setting upon it. That's the righteous bloodline.
0: And But it, it had become corrupted to some extent, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason for the virgin birth, obviously. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when, when Jesus was born, the seed of David and the tabernacle, the temple, was rebuilt, even though the devil had ruined it. He restored it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, and I just love the uh, the word, and I will restore it. You know, many people, uh, you know, often talk about uh, revival and things like that. And to be honest, I, I, I'm not a big believer in revival. I, I, I think God talks more about restoration. And right now, the church doesn't need a revival right now the church needs a restoration Restoration. and that and and restoring back to the Acts church because we need to the the house that was built by man needs to be taken down and we need to do this again on biblical principles in rebuilding the church the temple And the church isn't a building, folks. It's you.
3: That's right. That's so true. Well, that takes me back to, you know, God said that he didn't come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill it. But yet the Ten Commandments, we have to go back to the Ten Commandments are very important because remember how Moses on the Sabbath always went into the temple to learn of the laws, to to know the Ten Commandments, to know what the Ten Commandments, what were they? What was their purpose? And we need to go back to that foundation of the Ten Commandments because you take the... I can remember my mother saying... I asked her when they took the Ten Commandments out of the courthouse, I was very upset. Mother asked me, why are you crying, dear? And I said, they've taken the Ten Commandments out of the courthouse. And that upsets me. And she's, oh, honey, she says, the Ten Commandments were so important for me as a child. And I said, why, mom? Can you explain to me how did you see it as a child? Because she that's been almost 100 years now. And she says, oh, every day as children as we did to the Ten Commandments, we knew that we'd better follow those Ten Commandments we or we were going to miss God. God was looking at us. And we knew yeah. those two Ten Commandments. They were the very foundation. Because she said, you know, a lot of us, honey, in our school system way back in the early 20s, they weren't all Christians. But the Ten Commandments were made alive because they had to read them every day. She said yes. it, all through her elementary school year, she said, we read them mm-hmm. out loud. And that was the standard. You know, she my mother uh, passed away with Alzheimer's. And this is really important, Jeff and Chris, because my mother didn't know an apple from an orange. And my mother had been a very intelligent woman. She was a dietitian at a hospital over 5,000 patients for over 28 years. So she was very learned. And uh, at the end, she didn't know an apple from an orange, but I'll tell you what she did know. I'd said my older sister would take 12 hours during the day and I'd take 12 hours at night. And Alzheimer's, we have to deal with twice. They like to stay awake all night. Mm -hmm. And my mother had her Bible up on the bedpost, and she'd reach up and get her Bible. And it'd be upside down in her lap, and she'd be quoting it verse by verse by verse by verse. And I'd try to keep up with her, but she wasn't on the right page, and she (laughs) certainly wasn't Matthew. But boy, I'll tell you, she was quoting it, and I'd try to find it, and I'd I'd search for the word, where is she reading this? And she never missed a word. Never missed a word, the living word. And she was filled with the spirit and she'd lay and she'd pray in the spirit. But she didn't know my name. She didn't know who I was. She didn't know what her room was. She didn't know. My mother was absent mentally. But she knew what had been hidden in her heart. They could not steal, Satan could not steal that from her. He could yes. not steal the living word from her heart. And to me, that is so beautiful because she would just lay and worship the Lord. And the songs that she had learned, she'd just sing and worship the Lord and read his word. So what is happening in my mother's life is Satan couldn't steal the word of God. Mm-hmm. It was ever living, it was alive. And it's the same theory here in Acts. With uh, Paul and, and Peter, the word was alive. It had come alive in their spirit. I think that is so important that the word had come alive in their hearts. And throughout the ages of time, the Bible has stood through the ages and it cannot be stolen.
2: That's right.
0: It that goes be back hidden. to the very beginning, though. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to memorize scripture but the other thing is to have it written on your heart right and to really know right. the heart of god right and 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 quite honestly i i think the easiest way to know the heart of god uh obviously you got to read you know the uh what jesus said red letters that's kind of a, mm-hmm. a but honestly um for me focusing on the proverbs really let me know where God stands on things. That's true. And there's so yeah. much repetitiveness in it that he makes it very clear for almost every single situation that you run into. It's like, okay, no, just the basic wisdom of God. This is how God thinks.
3: Mm-hmm. It's poetic. Mm-hmm. Well, if I had to raise my children over and I had that chance... I would read the book of Proverbs. I'd stuff it down their throats daily and tie it upon their finger every day. I would. That's how strong I feel about the book of Proverbs because it's the book of wisdom. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I would. I would tie it around their fingers. I would. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the book of Proverbs is a beautiful book. But if we go back to Uh, the law of the Lord. The scripture says that it was made perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is made sure. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening, the eyes, so we can't underestimate that the law, the the law was not destroyed.
0: No, it was just fulfilled.
3: It was just fulfilled. So if I read that again, those that have studied the word, I know they know this scripture. It's um, Psalms, I think it's twelve, one. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And the statutes of the Lord are right. That's really important. Rejoicing the heart and the commandments of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes. Oh, give us eyes to see what the Spirit is saying. Enlightening the eyes.
0: I'm so glad you brought up the Ten Commandments because uh, they are very important. But the other thing is, and I'm not being a proponent of sin, of course. Um, In fact, we'll talk about sin in just a moment. However, um, if you break one of the commandments, is that a salvation issue? No. No, it's not. And I'll debate anyone on it.
3: I believe the Ten Commandments are the very foundation of the gospel outside of Christ, the Messiah. It
0: is. Those and, laws and,
3: and, are given to us. We are to abide by those, those statutes. Well, uh, because well, remember, in, longer, in Nehemiah, in Nehemiah uh, let me think. Nehemiah 19.13 God's talking about Moses. Thou comest down also upon Sinai and speakest with him from heaven and gaveth them right judgment and true laws. These are the right. This scripture is really important. I haven't thought of it in years. Right judgment. And the judgment and true law. The Ten Commandments are the very foundation that we all need. We need to to study those Ten Commandments. They did those Ten Commandments. They didn't die at Calvary.
0: No, uh, but it's not a salvation issue, is what I'm saying. Uh, if you if someone disrespected their mother or father, which is in the Ten Commandments, uh, would they lose their salvation?
3: No. Well, there's a difference between respecting. Righteousness, and you can't respect sin.
0: I'm not. We're I'm not. Doing,
3: I'm no, not I'm being saying,
0: a opponent of sin. But no, they, hear we me out.
3: But we can't. We're to honor our parents, but first they have to have something to honor.
0: But that—that—that's not what the scripture says.
3: Oh yes, it does. Oh, here goes We're crazy. to honor our parents hey. in righteousness. We're <laughs> to honor-
2: this is, this is actually very interesting to me because I I agree with you, Cisco, that I 110% regarding the Ten Commandments. So I'm very interested in... in and, and, but I, I agree with Jeff that I, I think everything is covered by the blood of Jesus. I do too. too. Okay. Um, but I definitely think that like, no matter what, the Bible doesn't say, well, I mean, even the Ten Commandments say we must honor our mother and father. It doesn't say if they're good, if your mother and father are good. Well, the
3: scripture says we're to judge all things according to his word. Yeah. That is in the Torah. We're to honor righteousness. We're to stand in righteousness. And if it doesn't stand in righteousness, we can't honor it. Yeah, so you're, good, you're, would you're they, right there. Would I understand right. You're right. Okay. They worship false gods. The but
2: what if the mother and father doesn't worship false gods? Like in, in in today's situation, in today's environment, there's a lot of dispute among families because, you know, our younger children are educated in the university systems and they may not agree. You know, they, they've really been taught to turn against their own mothers and fathers who, you know, may be really trying to teach them the right thing. And even the way that they were brought up but they don't like to hear it. You know, they don't want to hear the Ten Commandments at all.
3: They don't want to be told that they're breaking the Ten Commandments. That's true. They may not want to hear it. And I believe that there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. There's a time for prayer, a time for fasting. There's a time for weeping. There's a time for joy. And I think that's when we need to walk with the, the covering of the Holy Spirit over us so that we know when to speak.
2: Mm-hmm. And true. yeah,
3: but as far as parents, yeah, a lot of parents, they don't want you to teach their children. But if you're praying for that, and I see, I believe that I used to have to wait in Portland, Oregon. Uh, in my car for an individual that was doing business and as I'd sit there and I'd see the passersby I'd say, Lord, I claim that soul for the kingdom of God. I claim that soul for the kingdom of God bring someone into their life that can bring the gospel, give them ears to hear what mm-hmm. the spirit would say. and I'd claim that soul and I think a lot of it the word of God says that do not forsake wisdom. because it'll protect you. We're to love her. We're to love wisdom. And it'll watch over you and it'll guide you into truth. And wisdom is supreme. Mm -hmm. So I think when we're dealing with individuals, we have to be really careful how we, we present the gospel But we have to have wisdom. Because I believe that if it's the right time and the right season, God will open the doors for that individual to hear, especially if we're claiming that soul for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that helps. Yeah.
0: Well, let's carry on because instead of uh, when James gives his judgment, instead of saying keep the Ten Commandments, he says this, therefore it is my judgment that we do not cause trouble for those from the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write them that they abstain from these things. Mm -hmm. He gives four things. Contaminated Mm -hmm. by idols, uh, acts of sexual immorality, Mm -hmm. from what has been strangled, Mm -hmm. and from blood.
3: Because because, yet the the Gentiles were not ready. They had not been grounded in the word. First, God had to come in and take the sins of adultery away. See, there are many types of spiritual adultery. Worshiping idols, bowing to an idol, is spiritual adultery. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: To have sex, In the temple with prostitutes, etc., etc., that is also adultery, spiritual adultery. To drink blood, that is also spiritual adultery. So, God first had to come in and strip them of their spiritual adultery adultery, to show them it was sin before He could go on and set the foundation thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not commit adultery. The foundation had to be set first, sin had to. See, I think if God showed us all of our sin at once as a sinner, I don't think we could stand that transition. We could
0: survive it.
3: I don't think we could survive it. I don't think I could have. But as God changed me from glory to glory and I grew and mature, then God could say now, these are ten laws that I want you to to study, to understand. Because if a child doesn't know it's not to still, according to the word, it's going to still. Because the word of God has to be established. It has got to be established in the hearts.
0: Well, let me tell you what I think here about these four things. Because I I really think it gives us an answer. When you look at what these four things are, uh but by the way I won't uh, uh it, after it names the four things it says from ancient generations Moses mm-hmm. who has them preach in every city since he has read in the synagogue so they, they figure he look here's four things to stay away from but then you'll come into the synagogues and every single sabbath you're going to hear uh the laws of Moses that are recited and you'll start to catch on but they didn't want to overwhelm the gentiles but when you look at these four things things contaminated by idols from acts of sexual immorality
3: mm-hmm.
0: from what has been strangled and from blood mm-hmm. he's talking about pagan worship yes he is that's it's all so listen just stop pagan worship and start coming in and you'll you'll learn the rest but right now stop <laughs> all pagan worship and 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 by the way, acts of sexual immorality were parts of that pagan worship uh, all through history, still is. And from the blood, and then I, I thought of something else, and I'm thinking, well, why would it be mentioned? Like, I know the blood, everything is about the blood, uh, biblically. Uh, it, really, it's it come, it's all about the blood. But I just had a bit of a funny thought. About, uh, you know, my nephew was here, was a, probably a year ago now, and uh, he brought some blood pudding. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, uncle, try this. It tastes just like chicken. I said, first of all, that looks <laughs> like crap. And if I want to have something that tastes like chicken, I'm just going to have chicken. <laughs> <Right>? You know, <laughs> It's a very popular Scot- Scotland and oh, uh,
1: Scotland. UK. Yeah. and stuff
0: like that, and I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, maybe there's some youth uh, thing attached to it, but uh, I don't know if if, uh, I'm I'm just putting it out there, folks. Supposedly
2: they're just eating all parts of the animal,
0: Jeff. I've asked it. (laughs) In Scotland, I'm not an accuser, I'm just asking a question. Is this something that uh, is good? I don't know. What do you think of the comments? Just out of curiosity. Blood pudding, or black pudding sometimes is called. Oh, why would blood pudding be called black pudding? That's another thing I don't know. <laughs> but, so then that seemed good to the apostles and the elders of the whole church to choose men from among them and send them back out to Antioch and Paul and Barnabas and Judas, who was also called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among brothers and they were sent with this letter to them so now the elders of the church have made a judgment no you don't have to be circumcised but you should keep these four things get away from the pagan stuff and uh and start coming into the synagogue to uh to worship god is that a fair encapsulation would you say cisco
3: yes it is they would have come into the synagogue and be taught.
0: And since, since we have heard that some of our number whom we gave no instruction have confused you by their teaching, upsetting <clears throat> your souls, it seemed good to be having come in one mind. So they, they agreed, and, and even though it was a fierce debate, and not everyone probably agreed wholeheartedly, however, those with dissenting opinions decided, no, this is right and even though they might have had a different opinion, they went in one mind together focused on what's important. So they agreed on all of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's such a message for us today as a church.
3: Yes, it is. I, I was I was thinking, Chris, and, and Jeff, uh it's uh Matthew five seventeen. You might want to look it up. I think I can quote it. Jesus said that no commandments were to be abolished until all the laws and people had been fulfilled. And I think there was another reference to it in 2 Peter, and I think it was 3.10, and you've got Revelation 21 until the end in Revelations 21, till all things are fulfilled. That no commandments were to be abolished. It says. um, Matthew
2: 5.17. You're right Cisco. It says think not I am to come and destroy the law. Or the prophets. I am not to come to destroy but to fulfill. I verily say unto you. Till heaven and earth pass. Not one jot or one title. In no wise pass. From the law. Till all be fulfilled. Whosoever shall break one of these least commandments, shall teach men so. He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you the that accept your righteousness, that you shall succeed the righteousness of the scribes of the Pharisees. You shall have no case to enter
3: into the kingdom of heaven. Right will you go to john one one for me chris uh-huh yes no yeah john one one mm-hmm.
2: you want me to read it yeah okay Okay, so John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was his word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All these things were made by him, and without him there is not anything made, anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth into darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came from the witness to bear the witness of the light that the men shall through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That that was true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them, he came the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And he, we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, "This, this was of whom I spake." He said that the cometh to me is preferred before me, that he is before me, and that his fullness as we received and grace for grace, for the law was given to Moses, but the grace and the true truth come by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is
3: the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. Amen. Then would you go to Malachi three six, just three 6. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I read too much on that one, Cisco. That's okay. It was beautiful. We somebody needed to hear it.
0: And some music while she's searching.
1: <laughs>
0: well, while she's searching, I'll keep talking.
2: Yes, please
0: do Jeff. So, as <laughs> I've mentioned, and I know not everyone agrees with me. And, uh, and I'll, and I'll address that at the end of the state till t- t- the end of the broadcast, cause I have a couple things to say that you don't want to miss. But again, you know, when you look at the 10 commandments, this is a loving father saying, look, if you do this stuff, it's going to back, it's going to come back on it. it's bad. It's a loving father telling a child not to touch a hot stove. Mm-hmm. Um, and since Jesus is the yeah. fulfillment of the law, these things, if uh, if a man disrespects his parents, if, uh, if, you know, we take some of the other ones, uh, have some false idol worship even, even though that's the number one commandment, it's not uh, just, you know, I, I'm a huge Beyonce fan or something like that. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. This is... The Ten Commandments, in my opinion, this is controversial, and I and I get it. Uh, not everyone will agree with this, but the Ten Commandments were everything in the Old Testament was pointing towards the cross. I think everyone can agree on that. The entire Old Testament mm-hmm. points towards the coming of Messiah uh, and the fulfillment of the law, which Jesus did perfectly. The Ten Commandments were not to keep to get people into heaven. Because there wasn't, Jesus had not come yet. Man had fallen, and there's no way anyone would keep the laws perfectly. The law was to expose sin in man so that man would know that we needed a Savior.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I have to go back to Proverbs 6.23, I hope I have that right. Look it up there, Jeff. Yeah, um, I'm at Malachi. You could have so Malachi 3 6, yeah, 3
2: 6. So Malachi 3 6, um, for I am the Lord, I change not, therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not
3: consumed. In other words, God changes not, his word changes not. That's what Mm -hmm. our very foundation is on the whole word of God. Okay, now go to Proverbs 6.23, Jeff, if you have your Bible there.
1: Which oh, Proverbs
3: 6? Yeah, I uh, think it's 6.23. All right. For the commandment
0: is a lamp, and the teaching is light, and rebukes for discipline are a way of life.
3: Okay, I have it uh, memorized by that King James. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproof of instruction, are the way of life. So the Ten Commandments, according to this scripture, is reproof of instruction, and are the way of life. A way of life, if you look at it, means it's something we're to live by. We are to have those Mm -hmm. Ten Commandments hidden in our heart. That we might to live
0: the God. best life, to live the best right. life is to keep right. the commandments. Right. So, but yet they make it pretty easy on the Gentiles here. Just don't do pagan worship.
3: <laughs> oh, that wasn't easy.
0: No, it wouldn't have been. Not you're for right.
3: Them. <laughs> when you're dealing with when you're dealing those poor Gentiles, they were so demonically, you got oppression, depression, and demon possession. And I'm sure 99.9 of them were dealing with demons.
0: Oh, yeah. They were I'm high sure
3: demons. And let me tell you, there had to be a purification, a sanctification that came before they could grow in God.
0: Well, and it, and wasn't, easy.
3: it wasn't easy.
0: And it wasn't easy for the believing Pharisees to say, okay, uh, Gentiles don't have to uh, you know, Undergo surgery, get get the circumcision. sure,
3: because they were you know uh, they're
0: struggling here because this is before it was only the God of the chosen people, so they say, Uh, but now God says no, it's open to the whole world, right? To everybody, and uh, you know, so I guess one of the things that that one of the lessons we want to learn from this is they had a very heated. Uh, disagreement. They went through proper church channels. They went to the elders, they went to leadership, and they came up with an answer and they all went in one accord according to that answer. Because the church, if they went out uh, still debating it, it, are they going to be effective? No. They went out in one accord and went back out preaching and being successful again bringing more and more into the fold. But then another argument arises, and that's when Paul and Barnabas are going to be sent out on a second missionary journey from Antioch. And you got to remember, so they, kind of the head church is in Jerusalem, but really the Antioch church is the, uh, the missionary church. They're the ones that, that's where you always get sent out from here. And... Of course, uh, Barnabas uh, wanted to take John, also called John Mark, the author of the the Gospel of Mark, but Paul said, hey, this guy deserted us last time. He took off, like he deserted us, and so that's not a kind word uh, that he deserted them. And so Paul said, okay, and so Paul and Barnabas go in different ways, and Barnabas takes uh, John Mark with him, and uh, and Paul uh, takes Silas with him, and they go on their separate ways. This is interesting because this. And by the way, we're going to see how this uh, argument is resolved next week, which you'll want to stay. Uh, Sixteen is a super important chapter; you don't want to miss it. But. So what do you think of this uh Paul saying, "Hey, this guy's a deserter. I don't want him coming with us." And uh Barnabas going against Paul saying, "Okay, well, I'm going to take John Mark."
2: That sounds like the division of the churches now, right? Like very similar to you know, there's several stories of, you know, pastors that go on vacation and they don't agree with maybe something the pastor has done. And so they just split the church while he's taking his first vacation in 25 years, maybe, or something of that nature. It's kind of what it reminds me of.
3: Well, I think it also has to do with leadership. Because I think Paul saw that um, maybe there wasn't the, the stability or the maturity that was needed to go. You know, I'm not sure. That's the way I said.
0: You know what? I, I I've th- having studied these men to some degree. I really think it just comes to a style issue between okay. them, because obviously John Mark wasn't a bad guy. He got a gospel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. not a bad guy. And Barnabas, obviously one of the f- founders of the Christian Church. And Paul writes two thirds of the uh, of the New Testament, so I really think that this is a style thing, and I think that it's it's important for us to understand that um, there are many different styles of personalities that worship God, mm-hmm. and we can't always go and be effective together because we have a different little bit of a different message. We all agree on the pillars just like they did before they got resolve to the issue they went to the elders they got the things but then there's a style uh difference Mm -hmm. and and quite honestly it's my it's my opinion that uh john mark really deserted uh the first time and he did desert him we learned that two chapters ago uh but he saw that Barnabas was kind of the senior guy and then Paul comes in and Paul's kind of taking over. And I think it was really um, John Mark saying, you know, this Paul guy, he he's kind of taking over. He's not waiting his turn, you might say. And, uh, and I think so it's just really a style thing. And, but the fact is uh, although they had a heated argument uh, it was not over a salvation issue. It was not over. Right. Things. They, they agree on all the main things. They just went in their different ways to preach, but they preached the same message when they went to their different locations.
3: But, you know, we also have to think about uh, there's different offices within you've got That's preacher, right. teacher, prophet. Uh that could have come into play too.
0: Yeah, yeah. like the, the, the teacher and the evangelist or the yeah. teacher and the prophet don't yeah. always get along. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. In fact, yeah. not a lot of people get along with the prophet because right. the prophet is one of the, uh, you know, you first of all, we're all called to speak prophetically, right. but, you, but having the office of the prophet is not one that you should be envious of. That is probably the toughest <laughs> office is. to have.
3: Makes uh, the prophet uh has a way of stirring up the bee's nest, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially if you've got a, a stiff neck, people that don't want to hear the truth. That well, i a true prophet
0: is always true. saying something that there's absolutely no evidence for, like so. You know, <laughs> in you know, sometime down the road, uh, the sky is going to turn purple and uh. God's going to flash his name across the sky and you'll know this because you'll be looking to the South. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, you know, the time will prove it true or not. Uh, But, you know, there's so many prophets these days that are just prophesying modern events. Um, And I personally have those things in question. And, and again, this is a contention. This is one of the areas that people in the community in, in the church, and the body, have disagreements. <clears throat> it's not a salvation issue, folks. If you want to listen to this prophet who's doing this and prophesies every single weekend, God bless you. If you're being edified by it and it's strengthening you from it, God bless you. Go for it. Uh, myself, I have, I've kind of been burned in the past, so I'm a little bit more cautious about who I follow uh, as a prophet. But it doesn't mean we disagree on any of the pillars of our faith. And when we argue in public about these things, when we argue whether you should wear a suit to church or not, when we argue about the gift of tongues in front of the unbeliever, does the unbeliever say, man, I want to be in that club? Man, I want what you guys got. Look at how you were arguing. This guy's talking in some foreign language I don't know about. This guy's accusing him of being a devil. Uh sure, I want to join that because that's a lot of fun. Where's the <laughs> grace? This is a message to the church folks. I'm telling you. Stop it. And 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 by the way, I'm going to be bold here. Uh I'm just we're not going to put up with it in our uh, in our Telegram communities anymore. If we, if, we if, if you disagree with someone disagree in love that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can have healthy conversations we disagree in love if it's not in love get out because you're in the way And here's the other thing I'm going to say that's bold. I've learned a big lesson from this. I have to be a bit more humble. And when people disagree with me, I need to respect the right that they're wrong and they have the right to be wrong.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was I'm a big one, yeah.
0: You should not do, folks. <laughs> I'm giving you an example. No, uh, listen, we... The word of God is true. And anyone can pull out a verse and say, see, but you have to you have to look at the book in context. You have to have the word of God in your heart. Um, it's not always cut and dry as one verse. Anyone can make a verse look any way they want it to. It's in the context of the whole book. And just like we read, uh, in, Christy read in First John. It's the same God yesterday, today, and always, and his word has not changed. He didn't modify the message uh, with the New Testament. He created a new covenant with us. It does not contradict the old covenant. Am I right, Cisco?
3: That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, just let me uh, go to Matthew 23, 23, 2 through 3. Yeah, Matthew.
0: Matthew twenty three.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and which uh, which verse?
3: Uh, two and three.
0: Two and three. Okay, let me go to it's the. A, uh, this
3: is talking about the seed of Moses.
0: All right, let me go to the King James version. yes yeah,
3: please.
0: For you. I'm uh, sorry. Say again. Which which verse?
3: Uh.
0: Two and three. Two and three. The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, whatever they tell you, do not comply with it. But do not do as they do, for they say things and they do not do them. (laughs) That's for sure.
3: But is does it? I might have the wrong. Uh, I just. I'm sorry. In my older years, I'm forgetting some of my references. Uh, it's where Jesus said um, that we are to instruct all nations to observe every command. Yeah, Jeff, I I have it a little bit different in
2: in my version. So, 23 it starts. So, 23 one. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, they observe and do; and do not ye after the works where they say, and do not.
0: Yeah, and uh, and th- this is the famous chapter with the eight woes. So. You know, it really goes against. Listen, the Pharisees were the enemy of Christ, uh, but they're not the saved Pharisees that are in the, this chapter of Acts. The Pharisees were the enemy of God because they were threat; their power was threatened. And by the way, mm-hmm. uh, those are the same Pharisees that are running the world today, and we affectionately call it the Synagogue of Satan.
3: <laughs>
0: Prove me wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We've been an hour and forty minutes, so I think we need to wrap it up here. Uh, but I'll give uh, final words before we go out. Oh, and I have an announcement as well. So don't don't wait. Don't don't uh, don't forget. Uh, but I'll give Christy a word, then Cisco, then I'll have my announcement, and I'll close us out.
2: Cisco, it's been an absolute honor to even read the Bible with you. I really appreciate all of your teachings and your points of view
3: and just keeping us on track so many days. So thank you very much. You're certainly welcome, Chris. It's been a privilege to be with you today too. And with you, Jeff, as always. And to our listening audience, may you go with God. May faith arise in your heart. And may you be grounded in the Holy Spirit in the word of God, in his atonement, and in the gospel truth, may he be grounded in truth and have faith in God and look to him for needed daily needs. Just trust in God. Faith is so important. Go back to what I said about God had faith. In the span of his hands, man's hand is nine inches. And in within that nine inches, he created all things by faith. It got. Christ had faith, too.
0: Yeah. Yes, he did.
3: Yeah. And we can dip into that, you know, by faith. That's right.
0: It's a free
2: gift.
3: And love. Free gift. And love. And I love, hope. Love and
2: hope. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to what Cisco said, too, I I think that our audience, if, if you just think about if you're not loving, there's only one opposite. You know, so with the faith comes love. And so just ask yourself, if you're not, if you're, if you're demeaning someone or doing something else, then you're you're definitely not doing it out of love. Right.
3: And let's hang on to this this week Mm -hmm. as a family of God, as we minister to each other. Let's hang on to this, Joel. Mm -hmm. Faith, hope and love. These are three qualities, which are eternal attributes of God. Yes. They're the attributes of God. What a beautiful place to be.
0: Amen. And by the way, uh, I learned something this week. Uh, so first of all, I want to, uh, you know, uh, commend, advertise even, Um uh, uh cisco's patreon she cares so much she's putting in so much foundational stuff and uh and i'm not gonna say the name on air of course but i'll tell you something that i found out uh about your patreon apparently i wasn't forwarding the emails because i follow cisco so my wife has also joined your patreon cisco because she does not want to miss a thing Uh So, Thank you
1: very um, much. You're thanks.
0: getting double bubble from, from right on radio headquarters <laughs> here.
3: <laughs> but, it is my desire to uh to help lay a, a spiritual foundation.
0: And and you're doing an amazing job at it. Uh there's some, such deep truths that really uh there's very few people in the world uh that have the perspective that Cisco has uh and the depth. Of knowledge, so I do encourage you to go to, and she really loves on her people, she prays over every one of her Patreons. Uh, it's important. And by the way, um, I have a patron account too, it's uh, it's not Patreon, uh, but patron uh, through Podbean, it's in the link below. Um, uh, here's what I wanted to announce, and it's something that I've only done once before, and I'm going to do it again because I'm finding it to be a lot of fun. And Christy, I don't know if you're up for this, uh, I'm not going to speak for you, but you can chime in. <laughs> If you want, Uh, look, one of the ways that people are supporting Right On Radio uh, is through MyLibertyStand.com. It's not actually giving us money, uh, but it does help us. Uh, It's not network marketing or anything like that. uh, But it's really, really interesting what we do. And we are building a kingdom economy. And what I'm going to say to you is if you've never enrolled and you're from North America, then if you sign up at MyLibertyStand.com right now, the first person from after the end of this show who signs up is gonna get a call personally from me within a half an hour from now. And I'm going to be your personal concierge uh, giving you a tour. And if you're the second person, uh, don't fret. Oh, would you do the second one,
2: Christy? Yeah, yeah, I'll do the second one. Okay. Yeah, so or we're or half
0: if... hour of the show. Uh, So if you're the third person, the good news is um, the other people are trained professionals and <laughs> they probably do a better job than <laughs> Christy or I. But <laughs> uh, we can also talk off air about some of the things that uh, that they might not be aware of. So it's a win-win for everybody who joins. Go to MyLibertyStand.com. dot uh, and literally put in your your phone number and uh, and your email and be waiting for a call uh, in the next half hour so god bless each and every one of you i want to thank you christy for coming in on a sunday i know the weekends are very very valuable and they're hard you're busy and and your husband demands some attention <laughs> from you as well and uh cisco uh what uh, privilege it is always to work with you and uh you've blessed my family so much you blessed me as a friend uh as well and uh much love to both of you and i love you uh everyone in the right on radio community and yes i said everyone uh just like jesus gives it all i love you all until you cross me and then i get mad but it's a righteous anger, so it's okay. I'm just digging a hole. Let's get out of this. Love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.